Welcome to This Commerce Life. We are an unscripted podcast dedicated to small businesses and entrepreneurs in the retail and consumer packaged goods space in Canada and the United States. I'm Phil Chang, co-host and co-founder. And I'm Kenny Benucci, co-host and co-founder of This Commerce Life. Our love is the journey to retail, and our passion is sharing that with you every week. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing, Phil? I'm well. And you, Dennis? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't Excellent. explain. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Kenny, you there? I am slowly getting Excellent. In. There, there you, you are. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Things are wonderful here. A uh, little, not, I don't want to say chilly, but cooler than anticipated in New Jersey. Okay. Okay. You guys on the East Coast, we're all getting good weather. Like we finally got sun on the West Coast. Finally. Oh, gosh. Well, we just moved up from Florida, and Florida is experiencing oh. their next to the sun month. Um, yeah. Early, early uh, heat index was up to 114 today, where we were where we were living. Oh. I know oh, that's, that's ugly. Oh. Yeah. So, so I'm in Toronto, so I'm not that far from you, but I'm having we we had we had exactly that uh, the last couple of days. Yeah. We were in the um, like for Toronto in June to be in the 90s with a humidex warning is pretty surprising. It is. Uh, it is. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we haven't had much heat. In New, we're in New Jersey right outside of Ocean City. So okay. today is 72. Yesterday it was in the 60s. And it's it's just surprising. But, you know, I'll take it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you take it. have you moved? Uh, have you moved up from Florida permanently? Or is this kind of your your summer home to, to get a moderate heat. <laughs> well, we originally were from the Philadelphia area. Well, actually we met okay. in ocean city, New Jersey. That's where my wife and I met. Oh, okay. Her mom had a house there. Uh, I was a chef and she was a hostess one year and it was just magical. You know, so, um, but we moved to Florida nine years ago, just because of the, of the gray skies, uh, the cold, and it was just depressing. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and my wife never really acclimated. You, you couldn't have pried my cold dead hands off the door for the first few years. Uh, but, you know, I, and I told her that, and then she's, her niece had a baby. She's having another baby. She misses her family, her uh, yeah, college. Everybody's friends. there. Yeah. yeah. So we had an opportunity to buy something here last year. And then we decided to sell our Florida place this year and we sold it to the first person on the first day. So, <laughs> Oh wow, that's a nice. nice that'll quick, uh, quick, that'll uh, do. Quick sell. That'll, yeah, at, at asking price. So, so at asking like, even, that's even yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that went. So we're we're gonna winter in St. Augustine. We did rent someplace, but I don't know if I want to own at this age. Want right. to own two homes? Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Wow. I mean, this, um, every year you can go to a different place if you want. Like if you really wanted to, do you know what I mean? Like change it up. Yeah, that's the thought. And then, you know, and again, right now, the market is not good for buyers. Uh, we snuck in last year just before the price boom went yeah. really crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, so if it drops, the I told her if the bottom drops out again, we have an opportunity, we have the cash. I have no problem. But right now, let's just rant and see what happens. You know, the opportunities might come up. I mean, I think we're all anticipating um, interesting times coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we're in the hot, like I'm in Vancouver. So yeah. our market is, we've been waiting for a downturn for 20 years, <laughs> right? There's no downturn coming in no. this. Well, it should. I mean, it's got to correct sooner or later. But we're all thinking the same is that there might okay. be some opportunities come, unfortunately for, for many. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a position, a different position, it might not be the worst 
um, time to maybe buy yeah. something. Yeah. So we'll see, you know, life will take us in the direction we need to go. That's what I always tell her. So, well, you know. It's where it goes where it goes, right? Yeah. 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 Well, New Jersey can't be that bad. Oh no. Like, nice no oh no. Come on. You're in ocean city. In, in that's ocean like city? the best part yeah, of that's what I've thought. Yeah, that's that's right? what I've heard. Like, that's pretty spectacular. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah. we're, we're actually, we tried to buy an ocean city and we just couldn't everything we bid on people were p- paying cash. Yeah. yeah and I kept, yeah. I kept telling the realtor, if I had that much cash, I wouldn't be buying that house. <laughs> I'd be buying something more expensive. I says, this is insane. So we kept trying, we kept losing out. And finally, this is right across the bridge in Summers Point, but we're on the bay. We have a canal that cuts right in front of us. So we're on the water. How nice is that? Wow. Yeah. And the weather is always 10 degrees cooler than on the mainland. So it's like, you know, can't beat it. And we have neighbors. In, In Ocean City, we would have been nothing but transients. Uh, we, we never really would have known our neighbors and we certainly right. couldn't have afforded a water view <laughs> yeah, yeah. and not yeah. there. So we have the best and, and everything's walking distance here. We can go to walk to bars, restaurants, and just, it's a much I've better. I've never been atmosphere. in that area. Yeah. I've never been. Oh, into I have. I yeah. Have. I know I, you have, cause with work in the old days, I guess. Yeah. 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 I grew yeah. up not far from here. We moved from Texas when I was six and I lived in Pomona, which is about maybe 12 miles West of here. Okay. And uh, so, you know, I'm familiar with the area. And, and then this is where, when I was young, this is where all the action was because Tony Martz was here, uh, Bay Shores, and that's where the bands played. You know, yeah. there were two of the places. So, and they had seven, seven beers for a dollar. That was the big thing. Too. Seven beers for a buck. Yeah. They were little ones. They were ponies, but you could go to whatever. Uh, yeah, you could. There were there were there were three bars in the area. There was Charlie's, Gregory's, and the Anchorage, and they all had seven beers for a dollar. And you know, and as a band, there were six of us. We'd each had a dollar, and in the afternoon we'd go in, and you would drink forever because there were you cheap. could drink forever. Yeah, 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 yeah literally. Yeah, on American yeah. beers, a little lighter too, right? Oh, yeah, than yeah. ours. But yeah. I seriously, I, I, I'm going back when I turned 19, like when we were all drinking Canada, right? So that's 35, 36 years ago, whatever the hell it they was. Never seven for a dollar. A buck a sleeve yeah. for draft. I remember being like, we were, holy shit, this is how you drink beer. Yeah. Like yeah. a buck, yeah. a glass of dirt, you seven yeah. for a buck. I don't care how yeah. small seven they are. Buck. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That was, I that's think that awesome. Was, that was kind of normal, but this was their draw. And they, they have a, they call it the Bermuda triangle. They have t-shirts <laughs> made. I love that. That's I love awesome. That so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I am. Um, I love that area. I I spent a lot of time down there because I worked for J and J up near Princeton, um, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, when I was down there, um, Guy Fiore did this um, TV series about all these places, and like a whole bunch of them showed up around Atlantic City and Ocean oh, yeah. City, and so like the the J and J thought folks thought I was crazy, right? Because every time I would go down there, I would drive it. It's it's a couple hours, right? And I would drive down after work. Yeah. And find one of these places. Yeah. And eat there, right? Like, and and in my mind, like they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, look, if I've got to spend all this time in New Jersey, yeah. the least I can do is to get some good food, right? Like yeah. I'm I, you know, because near Princeton, it's it's fine, but yeah. It's just it, fine. That's it. Like it, it's different up there. It's it's yeah. more more refined palate because the people up there have more money. You know, uh, yeah. there's different areas up there that have some really good food. But yeah, the Jersey Shore, the oh South Jersey Shore, is a completely different animal. And if you want the best cheesesteak, the hell with Philadelphia. Because let yeah. me tell you, something. they they may have invented it, 
but they put it on this white bread Amarosa roll. And I will get hate mail from Amarosa (laughs) uh, people. But let me tell you, once you've had Atlantic City bread, this hard, crusty bread that they put oh all God. the subs on, you know, yeah. like, at the, like at the White House. The, the crunch like, is just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. I, I had fish ribs down there. I had all wow. these like just oh, yeah. crazy bonkers. Fish ribs? Like, fish ribs, Kenny. Yeah. Fish ribs. Like it was unbelievable. It was worth the whole two hours it took me to try there. There you go. Well, one yeah. of the items, I, I worked at a restaurant in Ocean City. That's kind of how I met my wife. Okay. And I, I was a chef there on and off for 15 years. I'd, I'd leave, I'd come back, I'd leave, I'd come back. Yeah. It was always my safe spot. But I would run, one of the biggest specials I would run for early birds was I used to get these lobster tails, these slipper tails, they call them. They were inexpensive. They were small. I'd slice them in half and I would bread them, the tail. I'd pull the meat out and I would bread the shell and the tail. And I would serve five halves of fried lobster tails. Oh. And because the whole thing was on the plate, it, it came out and it was massive. And, you know, honestly, that's a lot of lobster to eat. Anyway, that's so a that, lot of lobster. But wow. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like keeling over just listening to it. But yeah, damn, but do I want to try it. Like, <laughs> oh, it, it was, I'm telling you, it, it was good. Oh. It was good. But, you know, and then I, I ran uh, a steakhouse opened up near me and they started selling some of the things I was selling. So I got annoyed. So I asked my my uh, started making supplier. Well, yeah, I said, what do you have in a, in a porterhouse? He goes, I got a 24 ounce porterhouse. So I says, I'll take them. That's a <laughs> so, big chunk of meat. I know. So I was, it filled the plate and honestly filled the plate. So I started. Did, did you run out of, did you run out of restaurant trays? Cause I feel like what you got to oh. do is like bring it out on a restaurant tray. Like these don't fit on our classic plates anymore. Oh. So we're just going to bring you a, an platter. oven platter, right? Like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was, a roasting pan. Oh my oh, God. It, it was more meat than one person should humanly consume, but it was a beautiful yeah. thing. A pound and a half a steak, man. That's yeah. a big steak. And that oh was a good, God. it was a good and I bet steak. A good steak. It was a good steak. Back in those days, meat was still, well, it was yeah. mad. Magical before the you know they changed the rankings on it so yeah wow wow um let's let's do an intro before it, i'm drooling okay. already but I'm already, I'm um, but for the audience we, we've got um we've got something a little bit different uh we've got chef dennis litley did i get that right yes yeah uh and and so uh chef dennis is on with us today we're gonna get a chance to be able to kind of hear his story and his journey um i like kenny and i uh you know, got got the um, got the question of you know, would you like Chef Dennis on? And I, I think it took us all of like three seconds to say yes. Uh, you'll you'll discover here that love we, food. Love food. we love food. So anything you've got to say is going to be fascinating. Um, and then I like I don't know because you've done so many of these. I'm sure you don't, but I've actually we've actually met before when uh, we did some work when you did some work with Hubba. Um, so Cam and I, you know, we we did some work probably four oh, yeah. or five years ago, but we did an episode with you. But anyway, uh, super cool to have you on. We were kind of this unscripted podcast. We we focus on you know kind of retail, small medium mm-hmm. businesses, and I think the coolest thing about you is is the the journey <laughs> that you've taken to build the brand that you've got right. now. I, I think it's just um, you know so we will kind of like we kind of like slow roll our way into an intro and then and then kind of the next you know 40 minutes or so is is all you man like we we want to hear Sounds about good. your story and yeah. how you got to where you were what and, makes you uh, you why you do what yeah, you do yeah. yeah 
What yeah. brought you down good. this interesting path? Sounds good. I'm ready for it. Yeah, let's do it. So, up, so the show's yours, sir. The floor is yours. Oh, for me? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. That's it. That's we don't right. do anything. We're done. Now. No, floor is mine. All right. <laughs> We're done. Enjoy the uh, show. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of my days when I did Good Day Google Plus. If if uh, I had to speak, I, the show it wasn't a good show because my guests had enough to speak about. But yeah, I, I'm Chef Dennis, known around the world by that. I still don't know how I quite came about that, but uh, no one knew me as Dennis Litley. Uh, I, I started out as as Chef Dennis, and in fact, the first conference I went to. I, I showed up in a dress shirt and you know, nice pants and I'm standing there and no one knew me. No one knew me because every picture had a chef coat on. So right. the next day I, I carried it with me. And as soon as I had the girl looked up, and says, Oh my God, it's chef Dennis. I'm like, <laughs> All right, then. All right. I <laughs> knew what I had it. to do. Yeah. So that's I, apparently this is the way I have to do this. Yeah. yeah. Until at least until more people recognized me on spot. You know, I was, I was a little, Oh my God. I guess I'm not as popular as I thought I was kind of a thing. Uh, but yeah, I started out what well, I started out as a flipping burgers when I was 12. That was my first job in introduction in the food world. I honestly started cooking because I love to eat. And my mother was a nurse and she would work nights. So she'd be home during the day and that, which meant she'd sleep through lunch, you know? Mm. And so during the summer, when I was off, I would start making food you know, would start creating. And I, I remember, I think my first simplest dishes were like macaroni and cheese, but with stewed tomatoes in them. And then whatever else we might've had around the house, we had a garden. So sometimes I, well, I don't think I put vegetables in it. Let's, let's get real. But yeah, that, that sounded like a lie. No. Part. Like seriously, come on. No, seriously. So no, I might've eaten some fruit from there, but not, but not that. So, uh, you know, that kind of started things off. Uh, and then I always tell people, you know, they say, what really lit the magic behind you what made you want to do this well there was a guy on tv whose name was graham kerr he was the galloping yeah. gourmet and, yeah and, and i would sit there and just be transfixed watching him i would just wow i think i was 12 or 13 and he was so debonair and his accent and he had that ascot on that scarf and i was like wow this is this is incredible he's definitely not from jersey that's for sure um and I'd watch him bring people down from the audience. And when they ate, they would moan. They would literally you'd look at their faces and they were just ecstasy and they would moan. And I know I, I didn't really realize what was happening, but I think that's stuck in my brain. It's like, what a great way to make people happy. You know, I, I, I did not have a real big artistic flair. I can't draw a round circle. You know, it's just, I, I tried a musician, you know, being a musician, I just wasn't quite that good. Uh, so this was something that I found I could do. And not only could I do, but I loved doing. So as the time progressed and I had, I learned more skills, uh, I just, things just started to click opportunities mm -hmm. arose. Uh, mm -hmm. My first job really in a restaurant in ocean city at cousins was I, I was running um, a nursing home. My mom worked at the nursing home as a nursing supervisor. And, and I had had an argument with my boss where I was working and, and got canned on the spot and I needed a job. So I went over and said, and I says, you know, as a matter of fact, they're looking for someone to run their kitchen. I go, well, I don't have any idea how to run something like that, but you know, I have management skills and I like food. So let's see what we can do. And luckily the woman had just started as the head dietitian was 
a genius. She had retired and she had been the food service director at a major hospital and had been the head dietitian at a major hospital. She was just brilliant. She had forgotten things that I didn't would never learn. Uh, and she started teaching me and we started working together. And I started transforming the food at the nursing home because I didn't know what to feed old people. So I fed them like normal people and <laughs> I started changing how they were eating. That was my first journey. And, uh, I have about a four or five year shelf life really in terms of how obnoxious I can be. And, <laughs> you know, in, in my restaurant days, I, this, this, that was the old chef Dennis. Okay. My wife says I have become the kinder, gentler chef Dennis now, but um, it just took a few years. Yeah. You know, I, I'd go in and, and I knew what needed to be done. I, I didn't take crap from anyone and I would get whatever needed to be done fixed. And the first year I was a savior by the fourth year, I was an asshole. So I was like, I was like, you know, I was an asshole when you hired me. I don't know what the problem is. You know, you just, it just rose just, to the surface finally. They could see yeah, it now. Yeah. That's all it says now, right. now that, now that I have accomplished everything you ever dreamed you could have accomplished, you know, now you're, you know, I, I grow weird. So that, and that's me being honest, uh, <clears throat> but I went from the nursing home. Then a, a friend of mine, one of my salesmen said, this restaurant is hiring someone. And uh, I went in and I, I acted like I really had no real skill at all. You know, I, I didn't try and do that. I, mean, I just didn't let on how much I knew or anything. And uh, end of the first night, I walked up to the owner, the chef, and I said, uh, Bob, uh, thanks. Really, thanks a lot for the opportunity. I wish I had been more help. And he says, yeah, so do I. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew this wow. was a good place because he wasn't going to lie to me. It wasn't take shit either. Right? Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, you know, yeah, that really, wow. you know, he, he didn't want me to leave. He wanted me to stay. He just wanted me to get better. Yeah. That's, that's all. It was, it was not a, not a bad thing. In fact, my first experience with slipper lobster tail meats, which we were talking about before the show, yeah. he one day told me to make the employees something to eat. So I went in the freezer and he usually buy things extra for the employees. So I saw this bag. I didn't, didn't look like it was anything really good. So I cooked them up for the employees. Oh my goodness. And he just laughed about it. He wasn't mad. He says, well, they ate good tonight, you know, because in those days it really wasn't a pricey object. So he, he right, couldn't get right. mad because I was selling them. I was feeding them $20 a pound lobster at that point. It was probably like a couple bucks a pound, you know, right. so wasn't a big deal. Yeah. I couldn't but, do that today though. No, oh, no, no. <clears throat> but, but anyway, you know, I just, um, from that point on, I, I just, it was a learning experience. They had two chefs there. Uh, one was a CIA graduate. And it was this big German guy, Norman. And uh, when he first came in, he was like looking down at me because he was this, well, first of all, he was a German chef. So he, he was probably should have been more arrogant than me, you know, uh, at that point I wasn't at all. Uh, but he was like, Dennis, do you know how to clean ducks? And I grabbed a, a can of Comet and a scrub brush. I said, sure I do, Norman, where are they? <laughs> and he would just look at me like he wasn't sure. Yeah, is it kidding or is this? Oh my God, that's and, amazing. And then I'd be setting them up and I would have them and I would hold them up by their little legs and I would dance them across the sink and I would sing. And, and he's back there cutting meat, just looking at me like, what the hell? Well, I wore him down. <laughs> I wore him down. And by the end of the first year, I had him singing duets with me on the line <clears> in between breaks. We were doing Teddy Bear's Picnic. We were doing different songs. That's he was awesome. Just, I broke him. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, that's a but, wicked story. But he didn't like to cook. He loved every other aspect of, of the restaurant. So huh. any opportunity when an order came in and the, the owner wasn't there, I would slide in the corner and start making it. 
So I learned, I learned everything hands-on and he'd come check and you know, okay, it's all right. The owner had come, he'd grab me by the back of the collar and throw me across the room because he was huge. And, and I was, I was a big guy. And then the owner would leave and he'd go, go ahead, go ahead, go back, go back, go ahead, go ahead. You know? <laughs> so Labor Day, our busiest day of the year, this shore in Ocean City, you know, it's, it's the culmination of the summer. And it's what, you know, the end, the end of the real summer, I walk into work and uh, the owner had been looking at a new property. And when he was climbing up to look at something, he got sung by all these wasps. So they had him pumped full of Benadryl and all things. So he couldn't work. I walk in and they say, guess who's cooking tonight? And I said, who? He goes, you are. Oh, wow. So, I know. That's what I was like. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think at that point I was so full of vim and vigor. I was young and eager and I was like, no problem. I got this. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, of course, about halfway through the night, I'm going, oh, Lord, what the hell's going on? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different world when you're it, eh? Yeah, but, you know, I, I kept up. And after that point, it was like, well, guess what? Dennis is ready. You know, I, I still continued training and learning and, and working on things, but you know, I, I was okay. I was I was the saute guy. I was, you know, I was a sous chef. So That's that amazing. that that kind of that was the beginning. That was how I really got in. And and I was I was I was like a sponge in those days. I always loved to read. And I would just I would go to the the county library and I would take out every cookbook they had because you know there was no Amazon, mm-hmm. there was no real YouTube. Yeah, there weren't a lot of bookstores. You know, there really weren't. It wasn't something. Yeah. So I'd go to the library and they said, well, we have these at other branches. We can get them in for you. They'll be here next Tuesday. So I would do that. And I'd take out three books and I'd read them and read them and read them and go on. You know, some of it made sense. Some of it didn't. You know, it was like a, a basis. This was like my learning uh, classical techniques or different things. Uh, it just kind of and I, I didn't have a photographic memory, but I remembered really well in those days. Now I don't remember why I walk in the next room. So but, uh, we're all like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I retained a lot. So that started, you know, I, I remembered seeing a dish that maybe Marsala Hazan had made. I didn't remember it exactly, but I remembered it. So I would build on that and I would try and make something or, you know, something Julia Child had made. And I would mm-hmm. build on that. I, I, I couldn't remember the exact recipe, but I remembered the premise around it. So no formal training, just really more hands-on yeah, and reading. I, I, yeah, I went to That's school. That's a very different way to do it, right? I mean, I, when you watch a lot of chefs, it's yeah. not sort of it the was, classic way to do it, I don't think. Well, it was the old classic way. It was an I apprentice. So. You want to think of it as an apprenticeship. Right. Although I had more of a condensed apprenticeship than what you would have gone through in the old days. It would have been like a two or three year, you know, thing that it really moved you from station to station. I, I never really learned the other stations till later on. I was the saute guy. You know, that was it. That was what I did. I, I and I knew how to order. I actually had gone to school to study business, but I was a food science major. I wasn't I wasn't in because I needed that to run the nursing home. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went right. to nutrition and different mm-hmm. things. Uh, and I and I got my associates while I was there. So I had a kind of a basis on that. I had the practical that I was learning day to day and they were teaching me how to cut meat, you know, how to order specific things they were ordering, how to deal with fish, how, you know, seafood. It was a whole new repertoire for me because, you know, I wasn't serving that at the nursing home, you know, like clams and oysters and scallops and, and and learning how to prepare them properly, the different techniques, you know, grilling, braising, uh, making sauces, all these different things. And 
you know, I, I almost wish I had gone to culinary school. I, I would have loved the opportunity, but in the practical world, like yesterday, I posted my uh, rat tattooey that I had made, and somebody made the, did you say someone made the comment? Well, you know, it looks very delicious, but from culinary school perspective, none of the pieces are the same size. They're not cut, and it's important to cut all the pieces the same size. Mm-hmm. So I wrote back to him. I said, you know, that's an antiquated kind of way of thinking. And you waste a lot of the vegetable when you have to cut them all the same size because you have to make that into a cube or something. And so you got all that other. What do you do with the rest of it? Well, you make, you, if, if you're I know, really, you make a soup or whatever, yeah, you can do tons you make of a things, stock. But, come on. But, I, but that's, you know, so I said, you know, it's not, you know, my pieces are relatively the same size, but you, you won't take a ruler to them. They're not going to be the same. And they wrote back, well, it actually tastes better when they're the same. So I just know it doesn't. Whatever. It doesn't. Whatever. It I doesn't, just blocked them and, okay. and moved on. That's what you do. It doesn't even look better. Like the, the, Nothing in nature comes in perfect little cubes. I hate when they do that. I'm sorry. I really, yeah. that ultra refined just drives me no, mental. No, but, but it's also like there there are some things you kind of go look like. I get the so training, ratatouille. but you but you got to be objective, right? Like ratatouille isn't. It's peasant. It isn't food, a culinary right. school dish. Be. It's a right. traditional, made, right? like yeah, right. it's yeah. it's like it's 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 provincial food. It's peasant, <clears throat> like you said. Yeah. Exactly, it's, it's great food. It's a yeah. stew, you know. And, and yeah. the important the important thing is not to turn it into mush, right? So yeah. As long as you don't do that, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, as long, yeah, as long as the pieces aren't so large, you can't fit them in your mouth. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's what yeah. I always would tell my students. They says, you know, cut things in sizes that you can yeah, bite size. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's all. It doesn't, and they don't have to be exact. So anyway, that was, you know, my training just continued and I learned, and I guess I learned more how to manage that type of crew at that point. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the first years of learning, you know, I had to unlearn some of the things I learned, which was swearing, throwing things. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that worked and, out. That it, well, it, that was how I was taught, and then later on, I went to another place and found out that that really wasn't appropriate. You know, so <laughs> it's amazing, eh? Yeah, and, or cleaning up after yourself, really, too. <laughs> That's and, the worst part, no? You I, go well, throwing things, and then after you're like, "Wow, this oh, is shit, awkward." Now I got to go up and pick up after my own but, rampage, right? But even you know, cleaning, keeping the line clean, keeping the stove sure. clean, keeping everything, yeah. you know. And I, I left. And I went to other restaurants and it was a small restaurant. This was a small restaurant, but this was not a big area. And I learned that it was important since I didn't have people behind me prepping or cleaning. You know, it was like a two man show um, that I had to keep up on things because otherwise I'd be there all night. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I learned different things. I, I calmed down. Well, I started taking karate. So I calmed down. You know, he, my instructor calmed me down. You know, it was like, no, this is not the way. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> when, I, when I come back from that, my boss is gone. So I call him and said, where'd you go? He goes, oh, I went to this company. They have a, sco- a schools and uh, I have a spot for you in Flower Town. And I'm going, I am going to Flower Town. What are you? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking flowers like, you, you know, you smell. This was flowers and bread. Uh, so I go out there, it's a school, and I go out there and I look and I go, oh, no. first of all, this is going to be a pain to get to. Uh, I look around, it's it's old, it's 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 clean, but I mean, it's old, it's antiquated. They had plastic shelving, and I'm like, oh my God, what fresh hell is this? So I'm, the nuns are there, you know, and the president and, and the principal, and, and they're talking to me and they're interviewing me, and I'm trying to figure out how to be nicely, tell them thank you for the opportunity, but I can't work here. And principal goes, and you work 165 days a year. And I went, when would you like me to start? I'm the thoughts of it. I'm good for that. I know. As soon as she said that, everything yeah. else just went bye bye. 
I says, 165 days. If it snows, we're closed. If it's a religious holiday, we're closed. And I get yes. to say this. And I get That's to awesome. say Merry Christmas, not happy holidays. <laughs> oh, you killed it, man. <laughs> so That's, That's amazing. So I actually wow. stretched, stretched my obnoxiousness there because there were a lot of little kids. And I, I stayed there for eight years, which was one year too long. But that's, uh, a, that's a long run. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I was br- at that. And well, in about three years into it, I got tired of hiring temps for events. These were all high school girls. They were all they weren't all well to do. They were a mix of blue collar and white collar. But all mm-hmm. of them, 100 percent of them went to college. And they went to Princeton, they went to Dartmouth, they went to MIT, they went, they were a lot of bright girls, right. talented mm-hmm. girls. So about three years in, I said, I gotta, I gotta start training my own staff. Temps are horrible, you know, and I have events and I gotta hire these people. Oh, maybe if I just teach some of these girls how to do things. And I started a culinary program year and uh, it, it turned out really well, but the only girls that ended up staying were the freshmen because everybody else, they had too much to do already. They, they tried, they wanted to, but they just couldn't fit it in. And I demanded that they had to be there. It wasn't like you come when you feel like it, you know, this was serious. You know, I was teaching you stuff. You had to show up every week for, it's only once a week. You had to show up every week for class. Yeah. And um, I ended up with 11 freshmen at the end of the year. And we had our major event at the end of the year. And I said, you know, wear black pants, black shoes, a white t-shirt. I'll dress you up. Show you how to wear an apron so you look cool. And um, I gave jackets. I had accumulated these jackets from all different places. And I had little jackets for them and I dressed them up. And we walked out into the main dining room with her. We're feeding 500 people that night. And the whole room went dead quiet. Because they knew I was doing something. They had no idea what I was doing, but I, the girls loved me. I was a good guy. I wasn't causing any problems. So they just left me alone. He's, he's good. He's good. The girls love him. Leave him alone. So I walked out there and they saw these girls dress up as little chefs and they just went batshit. You know, it was like, oh my God, what has he done? This is amazing. So it became like a hallmark of the school. In fact, when they got their their, their next evalu- reevaluation, they got two points of excellence. One was for the robotic team, which won national honors all the time, and one was for the culinary team. So it was like it, this was really cool. So, I, and I wasn't trying to make little chefs. I always tell people my my goal was to teach them that they can cook at home, mm-hmm. they can cook for their family, right. they can cook for their friends. In fact, the tagline on my blog—that's when I started blogging because I wanted some place for the girls to go to get recipes and to interact with me. Well, they would have none of it. They came in, they wanted to see me. They would come in and see me. Um, but other students in the school, teachers in the school, and then you know my people would hear about it from them, and they started coming to my blog, and that's when I started you know becoming a blogger, uh, and that's when I. And, and, you know, we all have visions of grandeur, dreams of uh, becoming the next pioneer woman, you know, at that stage. Um, there was the elite and there were the peons. Right. Uh, the, there was a mm-hmm. very, it was, it was like, there was no really in between in those days. And the elite would allow a photograph, but then it was be gone, be gone, be gone. You know, uh, they'd smile nice for the camera. So, and, and no one would tell us anything. So, Every time I would learn something, I would share it on my blog with friends. And I joined this group called Food Buzz that was out of San Francisco. And I actually became, after being there for two years, they, they made me the most valuable foodie worldwide because 
of what I did to share things that the award I got from them. So and, cool. yeah, you know, no you're money. Like, you're like YouTube before YouTube was before there. YouTube. Yeah, it, it was well in it because I was helpful. I would always and I was right. my, my other my the last thing I would say in a post was together we are stronger. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Share your knowledge. You know, make us all stronger together, and you know it will elevate everyone. And sharing, you know, there was no hiding ingredients, no not telling people. I've always been transparent, and uh, I want them to make something as good as they possibly can. So on my blog, I share, you know, techniques, tips. Do this. I don't do this. Like I just on, on something I made with eggplant. I says everybody tells you to salt it. I have never salted eggplant in my life. You know, I just, I peel it, I, I prepare it, mm. I cook it. I says, it, it's never, I think once I had tough eggplant once out of my whole entire cooking right. career. And I don't know if that was why it could have just been bad eggplant. Uh, you know, little things like that. These are just wasted steps. You know, one of my tenants with my blog is, you know, recipes aren't written in stone. You know, they weren't passed down from the mountaintop. You know, they are made to be adjusted to your likes. So if I make something, it's got an ingredient that you don't like, swap it out for something or leave it out. Put something in that you like to eat because to find joy in the kitchen, to, to create this happiness that makes you want to go back in the kitchen every day mm -hmm. and cook, you have to like what you make. Mm -hmm. And if you're following my recipe and he goes, he, Chef Dennis says, it's got to be in there. So it's got to be in there. And you taste it and go, well, I really don't like artichokes. I don't know, but he said to put them in and I'm not happy with dinner. You know, Chef Dennis doesn't know what he's talking about, or maybe I'm just not a good cook. I, I, I'm not meant to be in the kitchen, but if you leave them out and you go, just wow, them out, yeah. yeah. And you go, oh, this is good. And he said it was okay to leave them out. He says, yeah. it, it doesn't Everything really matter. Changes, right. Yeah. yeah. And it goes, ah. Oh, I made something, I made dinner and, and yeah. your spouse, your significant other, your kids are going, I didn't know you could cook. I had a woman write me, says her husband, after 25 years of marriage, she made swordfish for my recipe. Says it was the best thing I'd ever made him. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So, you know, and again, that's amazing it's like, though. Yeah. Right? How, how amazing is that? Right. Yeah, I, that's, that's, yeah. that's what fuels it. I had a, a woman in, in Scandinavia, I don't remember if it was Finland or Norway, write me and said she made my tiramisu and her Sicilian grandfather cried when he ate it, you know, because it's sweet it, as that though, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what I, you know, that makes everything that and the checks they mail me every month, that makes everything worthwhile. Yeah, checks don't hurt, obviously. <laughs> no, no, but honestly, I, I mean, I love. But you, always... seem, you seem to have a knack for the, 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 the teaching side. Like you like, yeah. you, you do, you seem to enjoy that part. Like that's, that's I do. you I want the listeners to kind of get a sense of what you do now. We have a lot of brands and retailers mm -hmm. that listen to us. Yeah. Um, do you want to like, cause you, you've kind of taken this pretty amazing path and like the, the blog, the blog's amazing, right? Like, so I've, I've followed it for a long time since, since we met at Hubba and the whole mm -hmm. bit. And um, I love the recipes in there. Uh, what do you like? So what do you do now? Like, so, cause I think you're, you're in a world that, I think marketers sort of understand now and sort of don't still understand. And so yeah. I, I feel like it's really valuable um, for people to understand what you do now. Cause I think it could really help them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I tell people, people ask me every day, you know, is it hard to start a blog and I run a blog? I says, Oh, it's, it's crazy hard. Yeah. yeah. But it's very rewarding too. And it, just like with any business, you should never look at a business in terms of how much money you're going to make. You're going to look at a business in terms of how your overall happiness is going to be. I mean, money is definitely good, but if you're not passionate about something, if you're not 
willing to put the time in, you know, it, it's, it's, mm. you know, find something else to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but remember also, we always learn by every failure that happens, you know, a failure is an opportunity to learn. So you have to look at it that way, but uh, starting a blog is never immediate. It's, 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 you have to play the long game. And I tell people, like, I tell people, someone your age says, now it's a good time to start it, work it, give yourself time, have fun with it, learn all the ins and outs. And then when you're 50, you can retire to an island and they'll just direct deposit your money. You know, it's, it's, that's it's not, not a bad gig. Right. I mean, and it's something that I never expected to happen. Right. I never knew, you know, we, we always aspire, but I've gone past my aspirations. Mm. I never in my craziest, wildest dreams expected to be this successful. Uh, you know, you hope you dream, you think, Oh, wouldn't it be nice? And, yeah. you know, I'm not at the top, but I'm close enough. You know, it's just, it's, it's done well, but it's a matter of learning. How, how long did it take? Like, so how long? Because I think I think that's also important, right? Because yeah. we you you see that a lot in social media now. People go, oh, I started. Now I have. But how long did it take you to kind of, you know, without giving away numbers in it? Like, how long did it kind of, um, you know, before you start to see scale and in, in well, your blog? Well, it was I, the first four years are hard to use as a guide because I started it when I was working full time. Okay. And that's why I tell people, you know, those are years that you can really refine what you do. So mm-hmm. don't expect to make money. You know, if you make enough to cover your hosting costs, be happy, you know, or, or some of the costs be happy. You're going to eat well because you're making all these cool things. You're going to learn a lot of skills. Mm-hmm. So the first four years, because I was not doing it full time, were almost a wash. When we moved to Florida, I think, and I, and I was doing it full time. I think it took me another two years before I started to actually see income coming right. in. Okay. Uh, and you know, the other, and people, I think my first paying job was $75 and I was dancing in the street. I was so excited about it. You know, and now the joke is I don't put pants on for $75, you know, I so- <laughs> I <laughs> uh, love it. Yeah. yeah. Love you it. know, so, um, but again, you know, it was like, you, you st- everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Walmart was a big push for me. I was working with a company and Walmart wanted me to work for them to do a blog post. And I went, I'm not working for Walmart. So I more than doubled my rate and they went, okay. And I was like, well, I'm working for Walmart. I say working for Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then every every <laughs> month, every month yeah. I raised my rate. Every month I raised my rate. And they kept going, okay. And we we did this for like six or eight months, and they were happy as clams. And then they just stopped their program they were doing. But I mean, I got my rate up to like something I, I was like, wow, I'm getting a thousand dollars now for to write a blog post. You know, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Wow. You know, now I don't work for that either. But you know, every, everything is relative. As your quantitative numbers go up, you know, your following, because a lot of it has to do with your following as your skill goes up, just like anything else, you know, you hire someone to come fix like a shipbuilder says, you know, he knows exactly where to put this thing in and it's $50,000. He goes, well, the part was only $5. He says, yeah, but my experience was the other $49,000. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So that's basically what you're paying for marketers or people from um, from companies that try and hire you don't always understand that. You know, uh, they, they don't understand your relationship with your readers. They don't understand right. 
how much weight maybe your word carries or how many eyes. Like I was, I had one tool I was checking Twitter. I was really active on Twitter for a while and mm-hmm. I was getting 20 million possible impressions a week. I'm like oh, a week, a that's week. Crazy. Yeah. And that's that was, a, that was an average week. Sometimes it was higher. And so these are what I bring to the table. I can get you this many eyes and, and, and learning how to use social media. And the fact that social media, I tell people is that billboard that you see on the highway every day you pass it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what social media is. You see it. You don't know who's seeing it. You know, 10,000 cars drive by it every, every day, right. you know, you know, and they, they look up, some of them look up, some of them see it. It goes in the back of their mind, you know, uh, and then maybe later on it affects what they purchase or what they do. Okay. But, but there's no way to really check it or to, mm-hmm. to see who, who's learned from that. So this is social media. Some bloggers go into it thinking social media should make them money. It's not for that. And if your traffic is coming so sorely from social media, you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. because as we have all learned with Facebook, like a lot of them were getting tons of traffic from Facebook. Facebook changed. We lost yeah. our traffic. And then you're right? jammed, right? Yeah. yeah you uh, lost pin- your traffic. Pinterest was the same way. Pinterest was a gold mine for years. Pinterest changed, you yeah. know, and, and luckily they were always just the third highest traffic driver. Google organic search is what you need to be successful. Yeah. You know, direct traffic, your, your email list, any business, any business out there needs an email list, an email subscriber list. Because when you get someone to allow, to give you their email list, they're allowing you into their home almost. It's personal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's super but, relevant. Like, you know, you read those where people go, oh, email's dead. And, and the answer no, is no, not at dead. all. Far like, far it's far from, from dead. dead. Like, far from you, you got to have a list, right? Otherwise, yeah. oh, where do yeah. you convert from, right? But I think so, to yeah. your point is, that, is the difference is yeah. like, if I'm, because I don't have, I tried to get all the social media off the phone because it was too distracting. Mm-hmm. It's on other mediums, so the, the iPod, et cetera. But I don't go through an Instagram or if you're on Facebook or whatever, you're not going through to do that. It's, you're flipping pages. It's yeah. full time. But in an email, if I open up an email, it's to see what you said. Is I've had to subscribe. Yeah. That's the way the rules are. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm engaged before we started. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your odds are pretty good that I'm yeah. going to continue through the yeah. journey with you especially if your yeah. content's good. And that's yeah. one thing I sort of hear from you. It's take, it took you six years of building content and building you. You don't give up. You just keep yeah. plugging. You just keep plugging. You just keep plugging. Right? And I think that's the part that people have a problem today is that everybody wants things with, you know, you come out of school, you should be a CEO. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I write yeah. a blog. I should have, I should, I should have $50,000 checks coming in the next month. You're thinking you could, but it ain't yeah. going to be in a month. No, and, and you know, and it it does happen. Yeah, sure, everything, lots of things happen, but yeah, there, there's right place, right time. Sure, you know, and lightning kind strikes. Of, or, yeah, something magical happens. Someone mentions you, and then the next right. thing you know, you're 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 killing it. But you know, when you start a blog, I tell people too. It says, all right, start your start your blog, start gathering recipes. Don't tell anyone about it till you have like twenty or thirty posts on there. Yeah, right. And then and then plan on doing one at least one a week, at least one a week. Yeah, to stay, hard to stay consist- yeah. consistent. Exactly. Because yeah. if you if you get someone to come into your site and they look and you've got three blog posts and they go, well, that's it. They're not going to come back. They're not coming you're, back. You're done. Yeah, yeah. So so don't worry about you know about it. right now the, you know i wouldn't even worry i mean i would go on social media and get my name i'd get my name for every account 
that I could before right. someone else gets it or it goes away. Mm-hmm. And then don't even worry about that until you've got enough content for people to want to come right. and stay. Because if you can't draw them in and get them to come back or to switch to another page, you know, it's going to be a very short visit and they're going to be disappointed and they're not going to want to come back. So like people that were following me early on in my career that I may have lost, you know, if they come back, you know, and getting them to come back is not always easy. Once you lose a customer, it's hard to get them to convert, to come back. It's not always the easiest thing in the world. So it's you really want to hard. It's a lot. Yeah, it's hard enough yeah. to keep them with you. Yeah. Once you lose them to bring anybody back yeah. is brutally hard. Yeah. It's not yeah. impossible in most no. cases. But but you want to make sure that you have something to grab on this. Absolutely. You, you know, like Absolutely. I give right now, uh, well, I guess for the last three years, biggest success for me was, and this is a, a, a something that I learned because I, it was k- killing me to do everything, was there were things I did not like to do. I found no joy in them. Right. They were sucking the life out of me because I had to do them. So I started hiring people. The first person I hired was a Pinterest person because I just did not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I hired her and she was magnificent. She got me more traffic by posting things. She, she made me, she says, nobody cooks fish. You cook fish. So she started posting them. So I started getting a lot of traffic for my seafood recipes. And, and, you know, and then Pinterest died. And she says, Dennis, I could keep taking your money, but there's no sense in it. Uh, let's just call it quits. If it comes back, we'll talk. And it, it's starting to come back. So I hired another company and, uh, and they're doing really good for me now. But every time I've, Something I did not like to do or didn't do well, I hire someone. I hire someone to help me do it. And, you know, it's a cost of doing business. And What's it, a constant theme that we have, Dennis, do we tell people? Don't, you know, it, it, instead of learning how to do shit that you don't want to do, yep. the amount of time it takes you to do that, and you're going to hate every minute of it. Yep. It's, you know, what's the result going to be, really, with that, with that attitude and that feeling? But there's also, know, like, there's a different hard. component, too, is, is you also, like, the, the audience that you're after, like, you, you know, the audience you're after, and you know, the passion you need to put behind the product that you're putting out the recipes that you put out. Mm -hmm. But when you hire someone, they have the expertise to be able to go out and actually, you know, because I like, I remember going places where they go, can you do social media? Yeah, I can do social media. But your audience needs a 23 year old. Like I'm 40 something like you, I, I could go do it, but I'll sound like a four and they'll say, yeah. well, can you sound younger? And you go, no, I can't no, sound younger because I'm 40. So like, <laughs> I, I can't sound like a 23 year old because I'm not 23. You need to yeah. hire a 23 year old to tell yeah. it in their words. Right. So yeah. Yeah. you're right. Like sometimes you, you really do. You need to go and, and find the right people that match with your business. Right. Well, yeah. The funniest thing was I was at a conference and uh, they were talking about, um, Oh, what was before TikTok? The um, the oh, Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, they were talking about Snapchat, uh, and and I never, I never understood that because the content disappeared. Yeah, I didn't I'm thinking get that either. Anywhere where the content disappears after 24 hours, that makes absolutely no sense. To yeah, me. TikTok at least stays there. But they brought these two 20, 20 year olds on stage, twenty one year olds on stage to, to to do the the talk on yeah. snapchat and i'm looking at him going i got clothes older than you <laughs> and then all of a sudden my smart part of my brain went dummy all they've uh, ever known their entire life is social media so that's uh, all they grew up with social media you yeah. had to learn it you you had to learn you know you went from a dial to buttons 
you know, on a phone to having a phone on the wall to now you carry it with you. That's exactly. All, they, all they've ever known. It's their life. So then I, well, my smart part of my brain told me to shut up and listen. I did. And I went, wow, they really know what they're doing. That's all yeah, they've ever amazing. had. Yeah. yeah. So point, I, I mean, they've never, if you tell them a dial up phone, they have no clue what you're talking oh, about. God. They said, yeah, if we ever want to shut the world down, we have to start writing everything in cursive. You know, it's, it's all. It's true. My exactly. kids can't read cursive. Mine are, yeah. even my 20 year old struggles with cursive. Oh my God. Yeah. But, but, you know, so it's a matter of finding the right person for the job. And they, right. believe me, they're out there. The, their VAs are a plenty and, and, and not always thinking that you're looking for the cheapest person. You're looking for the best person because yeah, the best fit, the, the best yeah. person might take a third of the time that the cheapest person will get done and do it better. So exactly. you know, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. again, you're paying for a skill. You're not just paying an hour, you know, an hourly rate. But I mean, I, one of the things I did was I hired an email person because I would be, I would send out emails religiously for six weeks. And then you wouldn't hear from me for another year. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like steady content. (laughs) Yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't that I didn't have new content. I just didn't like doing it and I'd get, I'd forget about it. Yeah. Uh, So I hired this girl and, and she, this young woman, not girl, this young woman, and she had just graduated from college. She was a marketing person. She knew how she loved to write and she was writing in my voice. Because she was smart yeah. enough to know, like she just sent out an email talking about how I had moved from Florida and I'm up in New Jersey. Many of you know, I got a place in New Jersey last summer, yada, yada, yada. Like she'll even tell, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan because I came from Texas and, yeah. and this is Eagle country. Yeah, that's the, okay. as, much as, it, as much as it pains her to talk about it, she will say that I'm a, she'll talk about Dallas, you know, sometimes because uh, she's talks in my voice. She, when I was traveling, she would talk about where I was in Europe or something and different things that I'd seen. So she was, she's really good and she knows her business. So now where I had an, I mean, I have a very small email list because I call out mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. that, that aren't opening my emails or that are yeah. opening, but never click through. Right. You know, they're, they're taking up space. So I have 10,000 people on my email list but I have a 70% open rate. You know, that's like, I, I, I'm, I'm, the idea is yeah. to create screaming fans. Why should I pay extra every month for people that won't open my email? So if I can get that's to- very t- ballsy of you. Well, Seriously, that's Very it. ballsy. Yeah. You the know, marketer in me is like shrieking. I know. Ah, oh, what are you doing? You know, like, uh, well, but, you know- it's not like I just, it's not like I just kick them to the curb, but you know, if they're not, you can see very simply now what, what they're opening and who's, you can track them to yeah, see yeah, where yeah. they're going. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's insane. I still don't really know everything about it because that's above my pay grade and I don't want to learn it. But she goes, you're the only client I have that is on your email account every day. I says, oh yeah, two or three times a day. I want to see what's going on. You know, I, I'm involved. I'm, that's that's the anal part of my brain as a chef that wants to be constantly involved in the process. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I got my open rate. My open rate just keeps climbing and keeps climbing. Yeah, and, because and you're I, you're doing what no you do what honestly what do. no Nobody marketer would have the courage to do no. is to go. Nah, no, nah, these guys they they need to go away. <laughs> Yeah, well, if they're not playing with you, what the I, hell are you having them on your ball? Yeah, I know, I but it. it's a numbers thing. Uh, well, I know. You know? Well, well, that's that's true. And because the the market, what the uh, the national average for 
opening email is acceptable at what, like 9% or 7%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here I am blowing it out the doors. I think I had 73% last week, 74%, you know, and, and the click-through rate varies it, it, it and it, I can see what they Chef like. Dennis, you're my hero. I, I, I can see what they <laughs> like to it. eat by like, they love chicken. My people love chicken, you know, but, but I have to post other stuff. I got to draw them out. So, I mean, I did last week, I did lamb and I did pork and it was one of the poor you know, performances. I think I had a click. I really? still had an open. I still had. Because you, you kicked them all out. All the pork guys were waiting. You booted oh, them out. Yeah, maybe. No, but I, I post that. <laughs> but, I, but, but I usually don't post two, two dogs in one week. And, and from their perspective, yeah. lamb and pork was just not doing it for them. You know, lamb is a, dead, a death note. So if I don't have other good. And lamb is great if it's cooked right. Lamb yeah. is a tough one, though, because, you know, it depends where your audience is from, two states in Canada. Yep. Lamb is people eat lamb, but they don't get lamb. It's right. not yeah. chicken is North America, man. Like yes. chicken yeah. is all yeah. about us. Yeah. Yeah. People, I always say people are sheepish about lamb, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not bad. It's not oh, bad. Wow, it's not that's, bad. Yeah, that, that, oh, so that's how we end the podcast. Wow. Wow. But, you know, you, I you, love it. You have to run your business. And other people will run their business different ways. Yeah. And it's the thing to remember is it's your business. It's your business. If that's how you want to run it, that's how yeah. you run it. If it's working for you, and yeah. obviously it is, that then that's fine. I'm with I'm kind of with Phil. I'm thinking that's it's still nutsy. That's pretty ballsy to do. Like that's yeah. not, yeah. you know. There, there, there's one thing though. But like I so, it. I think for listeners, like the one of those things that I keep hearing out of Chef Dennis that he hasn't said, but I think you got to note is he measures everything. Everything, right? Like because you can now, right? Like in the yeah. old days, your, your example of a billboard, you can't measure squat, right? Like you, you put it up and then if you get phone calls, you go, oh, we did it. You know, like mm-hmm. now, whatever you put out, you, you know, like even this, um, the obsession with like, I don't put two dogs out in a week. Like I cannot tell you even on the podcast, Kenny and I, we spend like, we'll spend time looking at like, what people download, what people don't to. download. We got to tune yeah. to like what the audience wants. Cause otherwise, how do you know? Like it's, if you're listening to this, that's a critical part of this is you got to measure, you got to know. If you don't know, measure, how do you know what you're doing? Yeah, I you got to know what people want. Right? We like, still like yeah. this. We have people that we only have people on. We like, we like the topics. We like the discussion. We like whatever yeah. it is. So we're not going to cater to go off track yeah. and do something because, we don't want to yeah. do. Yeah. But to your point and what you both said, I mean, We've had pork and lamb on our podcast too, right? Where you're thinking, well, shit, that didn't resonate. Yeah. And for whatever reason. And and sometimes (laughs) I still think that's something you need to do. It's just, you can't do it. It's just like when I would post my travel posts, it 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 was a kiss of death. You know, it was like people wanted recipes from me. You know, that's why I I created two different Instagram accounts because I would post my travel pics or, or anything that wasn't food and it would just kill my my uh, engagement Aww, and then i'd have to fight cares the... about your life dennis oh i well, <laughs> really i know <laughs> i know i mean you, 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 at least you glean that out of it right yeah nobody well, gives a shit yeah, yeah. cook dennis or do, don't we don't want to talk to you i know i know well oddly enough though every now and then now i will post a picture of myself and it does really really well but it's yeah. because it's it's a, a very infrequent thing or right. or i'll do a reel with me talking and oh my god I can't believe the traffic it got, you know, yeah. so it's yeah. not that they, they hate me. They just want to see pretty pictures of food. I always tell people bright, shiny, bright, shiny. That's what we like. And, you know, in small bites of it, like there's a new tool 
on yeah. WordPress that's called FSRI for a block. And yeah. it lets you actually put pictures in instead of text. Yeah. And I tell people, I said, people scroll, they see text, they keep scrolling. They see sure pictures, they stop. Ooh, pretty. You know, right. and it, it's it's how the mind's made to work. It so you, you just kind of try and lead people into that. And, it, it, you know, it's 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 a matter of listening. Like you said, listening to what your readers want. You can do those hot maps where you can actually see where they're going. I've never done that. Uh, but, you know, there's ways to actually see where on your blog they've gone. But I, I think I get a pretty good fix. Like uh, for a while, holidays, major holidays just don't, unless it's like Christmas or Thanksgiving, most other holidays do not do well for me. People don't think of me with holiday food. Uh, I just started to do really good with grilled foods and I don't understand like, like a uh, baby back ribs to my better posts. I just did one on baked baby back ribs is out of the box is doing real well. And I have one for grilled that's doing real well. And I'm oh, like, but that makes sense to me. But but you know that I'm not a, yeah. I'm, not a I'm not a grill guy I'm not but a barbecue. See, it, I understand guy. what you're saying. You're not. A, I wouldn't think of you yeah. as a grill guy either. So if I I mean if I was on the site and I see it, I'm, I'm definitely going to look. Obviously, yeah. but I wouldn't be thinking that's not him. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But but but, but it's fine. timely though. Like to me, yeah. the, the reason season, the reason I'll tell you why because I'm one of those. I opened your your baked baby back ribs because mm -hmm. one, it's summer season, and right. two is like everybody has. Every regular, you know, kind of love to cook person has maybe one or two ways to do ribs that is surefire to make it not come out like rubber. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? And so you kind of like at this point where like we've we've had enough heat now that we've kind of varied the meats that we have. I might be circling around to like, oh, I got ribs. Uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I only got I, I used the one trick in my book and uh, shit. Right. So when you put that up, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm looking right because I'm curious, right? Because your track record says, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So if I want to try something new with ribs, I'm going somewhere that someone could show me how to, you know, someone with a track record that can show yeah, me right. how to do that. Right. right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just got that a prime rib. I just got a prime ribbon yesterday. I'm going to be making prime rib. Oh, not, bring it on. Okay, bring, it bring on. that one on. I'm ready. I have yeah, not, bring it on. Bring it on. I yeah. have not made prime rib in years, but I but I saw one and I went, oh wow, I haven't made prime. And I don't eat a lot of beef anymore either. As, as you yeah. get older, there's things your diet yep. changes, and uh, I, I just kind of I'll eat it. I, I there's only certain like my my biggest joy with beef was always a hamburger. You know, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I like yeah. a good ribeye yeah. steak. But yeah, know, that was it. But uh, yeah. But and again, we were talking about two different things, like things I, I sometimes feel I shouldn't do well on my blog. When I first started blogging, a pitfall that we get into, and I see that with a lot of restaurants that open, is they try to be everything to everybody. Yeah. Try to do things that they're marginally good at or they really don't know mm -hmm. how to do, but people want it. Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so they try to do it. So when I first started, I'd see this person being successful doing this and this person being successful doing this where I, my focus was here, but I was grabbing over here and grabbing over here. Mm -hmm. And that really hurt me that the lack of focus. That lack, yeah. And, you know, and yeah. I was again, trying to be, because someone was successful making cakes, I decided that I should make cakes, you know, which I still do, but I make them restaurant style. You know, I try to make tall cakes or, you know, right. different cakes, but you know, it's, it's, a matter of finding your focus and getting really good at your focus. And then every now and then make whatever the hell you want. 
Exactly. Like people, people ask me, says, how do you come up with what you make? You know, uh, the bloggers are, right, I go on to uh, a refs and I search to see what keywords are going to give me the most bang for the buck. And then I decide what I'm going to make around the keywords. I go, damn, that's, 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 that's no fun at all. That's, that's a boring way to cook. Why don't you just yeah. go to the store and see something that inspires you and well, cook? That's what I, that's how I cook. And I, or they'll say, how do you decide? I says, well, what would I like to eat today? Exactly. You know? <laughs> and that's, wow. and I, you walk by the meat counter, you see prime rib, you know what yeah. it was? Shit. Yeah. I feel like prime rib. But, well, but th that is the way, like, so it's two parts, right? It's, it's like, you, you gotta do what you love and you gotta be yeah. motivated by what you love. That's the content yes. of it, right? Cause yes. I think that's Period. the part that, yes. you know, cause we run into this a lot. Like we go, oh, we do a podcast. And every, you hear that from everyone. I go, oh, we did a podcast. Uh, but we stopped it because we didn't know what we wanted to talk about, right? But, yeah. you know, and, and content is one part of it. I think you have to have passion in order to have the content. And then the marketing side is you need people like, so when you make what you make, your, your um, young lady who's magic with the voice is she goes into Arafs and says, okay, he made this like just amazing dish. How would people want to hear about it so I can find the most people possible? Well, like that's kind of the two parts of it, right? Like this is yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. This and this yeah. is the second part. Now, the first part, my brain in the beginning of my career decided enough is enough. All I'm going to do is I'm going to cook foods that were good in the restaurant, that were successful, that I like to eat, that I might want to try, or friends coming over have asked me if I could make it. Like, you know, my, my niece wanted right. to learn how to make Chipino. So one time, this was years ago. So I said, okay, we can make that. Let's make that together. So, yeah. you know, it was, and it was it's successful. It's not crazy successful, but it's a good post, but that's how I, how I pick foods or like you said, now I don't buy a lot of meat in the supermarket anymore. I, I order the pandemic mm -hmm. yeah. was good for me in a bunch of different ways. One mm -hmm. was I learned I could order a lot of stuff online and get better quality. I buy fish from Alaska now. I buy Cooper River salmon or Copper River salmon. I buy really good beef. Or I buy small farm right. pasture-raised meats because they're better for you. I, right. I don't want to eat crazy meat anymore. You know, right. um, So I, I learned that. And then the pandemic hit. The other thing I learned was because I was so involved in other aspects of my business, I remembered that I like to cook. Yeah, I really a... love cooking. You know, it was like, uh, it was all of a sudden it was fun again. So that, that was the second thing. And, and my business boomed during the pandemic. So, you know, that didn't hurt either. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's sometimes we forget why we're doing what we're doing mm -hmm. because yeah. we get caught up in the day-to-day -day of every other aspect of our business. So yeah, you yeah. gotta, you gotta find a way to keep yourself involved in that. Now, I do look at keywords after I decide what I want to make. I don't base what I'm going to make on it, but I'm not stupid. So after, after, you know, mama didn't raise no dummy. Exactly. So, so after I do that, then, then there's, a, there's a, actually a thing out there called rank IQ, which is good for food bloggers because it's only $49 a month, first of all. So it's, it's cheaper than AREFs or, or uh, MAMAs yeah. or anything. So, you know, yeah. you go in there and it helps you decide what are their keywords or what are their words or how to phrase it. I've gone from like my opening phrase. And I was just telling a friend the other day, like I would say, you know, uh, my restaurant style dish of, of shrimp and broccoli is something your family will love to eat to going uh, sweet succulent shrimp from the sea. Served with farm fresh broccoli. 
you know, it, well, it's, it's, that's, it's that's, that's that's the game, right? That, yeah. And I will tell you, it sounded better anyway, so why not? Yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> what I, you know that's again what the chef side of my brain had to learn. You know, where I was always good at writing descriptions, but it was technical. Right. So now we need to use other like this, I hired a company to help me with with SEO. And he said, you know, you know, I was making chicken or something. He goes, you got to put crispy in there, crispy or fried shrimp, crispy. I'm like, OK. And he's give me you got to put these other words in there. I'm like, oh, so I'm starting. My brain is starting to assimilate now. I'm going, oh, mm, Mongo, stupid Mongo need to learn keywords. <laughs> You know, so, you know, so, but again, <laughs> if you don't listen to people, if you don't see what other people are doing, doesn't mean you have to copy them, but, you know, and cognizant at least of what's going yeah, on. You're going to learn from it. Yeah. Learn from and, it. Yeah. And find someone in your business yeah, absolutely. That, that you think is, is your, you know, before it was like, oh, he's my competitor. I can't talk to him. I can't share secrets with him. Bullshit. You know, yeah, your competitor. Yeah, he, he could be, he should be your best friend. Absolutely. Because you can both commiserate over the same thing. You can exactly. share ideas. You know, and, and if, and if he does well, you do. Well. It's a Guess big what? world out there, man. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. be all yours anyway. Yeah. Sharing, sharing is not going to kill you. Yeah. Sharing is caring. Sharing That's is right. caring, baby. <laughs> okay. Chef Dennis. That, you, we, that was awesome. We, uh, Thank we you. We got to wrap up. Thank you for, for coming, for coming on. on. We really enjoyed oh, this. My pleasure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, anytime um, you want me back, I'd be happy to come on. Oh so. yeah, no, you got updates. You you bring them. We'll we'll have you on for sure. What, okay. What's uh What's the best place for people to find you? Well, my blog is askchefdennis.com. and if you're on social media, I am Ask Chef Dennis. Okay, perfect. Got it. Simple, simple. Got it. Yeah. Um, check out his ratatouille dish. It's pretty wicked, and he's got a really wicked gelato recipe on there. Just in case anyone's interested. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Um, Thanks, Dennis. Thank you. Okay, take care. Okay, take care. Phil, Bye-bye. hang on for a bit. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Everything good? Yeah, yeah right. it was good. Thanks, no, was Dennis. Good. That. Thanks, Dennis. My, my pleasure. All right, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, Have take care. Have okay. a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That's he's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah, right? He's cool. Yeah. He's, he definitely, he's definitely, he's got his marketing down. I think that's the part that I... Like, so I know, I know, um, like, like, you know, getting that, the back half of this episode, like him getting into the SEO and that, like just seeing it the way you need the story up the front though. Right. And then you got, and then you can listen to it and then you're thinking, okay. And then, so what does he do? And then you figure out what he does. You're thinking, yeah, shit. Like you've actually got this figured out pretty, like you're like, and if one thing, if anybody's going to analytics, man, look at your numbers. I mean, yeah, seriously, it's... I love I love that idea of the chopping of the email because I think that is really, you know, what he's saying. No, you, you if you're gonna be if you're gonna follow me and you're gonna be on my list, you need to be active. It's nutsy, like that really is. That's 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 I, wow. It makes me anxious. Yeah, I mean, that's a I wow. won't lie. I'm a hoarder. But, I don't hoard many things in my life, but I'm an email hoarder. Yeah, but I, I kind of, I kind of get it. I, I get it. I get it. It's just hard to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an email hoarder. That's cool, though. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, but it's cool, and I, I like because he also, because I know I geek out when I when we talk SEO and all that stuff. So like hearing it from him, it's different, right? Because it, it helps you kind of think. It's a more natural evolution, I think. I, I like that. When part I of go it. at it. 
Well, because yeah. what you guys do, you yeah. guys go down the geeky techie yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. where yeah. he's coming down from a very practical, this is why I do it. Bing, yeah. bing, 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 bing. You think, yeah. Okay, shit, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, not that you guys don't make sense, but... No, 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 I get it, different. I get it. But, but we come into it hot, and then we, we jump into it at full speed, right? But right. he actually shows you, look, like, it's is just a part of the business, and I got to do it, but here's the way I think about it, right? right. Which I think is really Which healthy. Which I think is so. really, really healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Okay, I got to have a cup of coffee. Okay, you go. I haven't had one yet, so... Thank you. Okay, buddy. I'll, I'll we'll, talk uh, to you I'll later. I'll talk to you in a couple hours. Yeah. Okay. okay. Take care, man. Ciao. Ciao, Bye. Ciao.